Good morning, baby gamers. This is Breaking the Lore, a show where two girlfriends dig deep to find the weirdest and most obscure bits of trivia. I'm Nissa's girlfriend, Sarah. And I'm Sarah's girlfriend, Nissa. So buckle up, because tonight's episode is... Ho, ho, ho. It's Santa Claus. That was a pretty weak ho, ho, ho. Fuck you. No, okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Fine, fine, fine. I'll... <clears throat> Oh, 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 oh. You're so mean. You just had to show me up in front of everyone. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, oh. that's so. Oh. Wow. Sorry. Sorry. Maybe I'll leave the show. Maybe, maybe this is it. Wait, no, 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 no. Are, are you guys no, ready no, no, for this no, no. to be the last episode? Are you ready to hear creative differences? No, no. In a live no episode. Differences. So it's not live. I don't know why I said that, but here's here's creative differences that will lead no to creative a, the differences. brand the band breaking up. No <laughs> pressures from a dwindling fan base. What what's that? What is yeah. it? Infighting due to pressures from a dwindling fan base. <laughs> maybe maybe one of you will have an anniversary and forget to get a present, and and then you can get us back together. <laughs> We'll break the lore at your anniversary party. <laughs> this is not Phineas and Ferb episode. I don't know why I'm doing this bit. Well, either way, this is going to be a very weird and very different episode because we're doing yes. Santa Claus, and it's even—it's honestly even going to be less traditional than last episode, which was already a pretty non-traditional episode. So, um, yeah. So I guess starting it with the question, as always. So what age did you, like, you know? Did I what? <laughs> what age did you, like, realize that it's parents? What's parents? Your name's not Sharina from Fire Emblem Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as long as, as long as we're talking about fictional characters who canonically believe in Santa Claus. I want to mention Big Boss from Metal Gear Solid. Big Boss from Metal Gear Solid canonically believes in Santa Claus? Yes! Are you serious? Yes! I'm gonna find that real quick. I know Kelly Calamari also does. But Big Boss? Are you sure he wasn't, like, joking or something? No. Okay. So in Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker... Um, Huey Emmerich uh, he asks Big Boss if he knows anything about NORAD and Big Boss uh -huh. is like yeah they, they track Santa Claus and then Huey's like no ser seriously and Big Boss is like no he's real he's like very firm he's very firm that he's real he used to bring me presents that raises so many questions <laughs> what questions well, does, does that mean that, like, Big Boss believes that there's, like, a specific age where Santa's like, I'm done with you? Is it, like, 18? Is it... Actually, that's a, that's a very good question. I'm, I'm actually very curious. What age is Santa, like, done with you? I mean, I don't think Santa's ever done with you. So, like, do adults... But, like, he has to think... But, like, because... We'll get into this later. We'll get into this later. Because actually, you're right. I think there's different things, like in different series, it implies that he either does things for adults or doesn't. So, but that raises so many questions, and we're going to get into all those questions. But first, I asked you a question. What was your question? 
Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was trying the to do a bit, but fine, fine. The if question not, if... was, the question was, um, at what age did you realize it's the parents? Today. It's <laughs> <laughs> not true. No, I think it was like, um, I think I was like 11. Aww. What? Tender. It's a, that's a tender age. Well, how old were you? So tender and mild. I, I don't actually know because I don't know like what ages grades correlate to. I'm kind of I dumb do. like that. Okay, can, can you tell me then? Yes. Tell me what grade you were in, I guess. Um, It was like, like end of sixth grade, start of seventh grade. So you would have been... 13. Okay, so only a little older than you. Yeah. So you would have been like the end of elementary school. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, well, what was the catalyst for you? Um, just kind of the general vibe that like, I think I had known for like a little while longer, but I wasn't like, I didn't feel like it. Like, I was like, nah. So, um, but, like, just the general vibe that, like, it didn't seem like anyone else in my age group really thought that he was real. And I was like, mm, I guess that, like, probably means I should, like, keep it to myself. Peer but then pressure. I was like, yeah, it was basically peer <laughs> pressure, yeah. I think that's the biggest summation of it, I think, yeah. What about you? What was your catalyst? Um, for me, it was television. Because, like, I would be, I was watching, um, just, like, a lot of, like, TV and stuff, um, and I just kind of realized that, like, in shows that aren't, like, made for children, people don't believe in Santa Claus, and I was like, wait a minute, oh, then he isn't real, huh? Oh, at the tender age of 11, <laughs> you were watching adult TV and realized that. I wouldn't even say adult TV. It was like Nick at Night. Aww. I think it was like, probably, probably like Home Improvement or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know Kara was really not into it. Can I, can I tell stories about my family? Yeah. I guess you, I you can. Tell, you can tell. Don't this don't is a Christmas episode. It's a Christmas episode. This. We're, we're supposed to be doing that. Like, come on. Like, I don't know me, anything about. I don't know anything about when Anna figured it out because she's very like keeps to herself. So I so I don't really know. But with Kara, oh my God, that was that was a day. Oh um, gosh. I think it was when I was in ninth grade or, or similar to around then. It was either when I was in ninth grade or eighth grade, but I think ninth grade. And it like, I don't remember how she found out. I don't remember if it was like someone slipped up or if someone at school had said something. But, um, and she's six years younger than me, so she would have been elementary school, I think. If I was in ninth grade, she would have been, if she's six years younger than me, what would she have been in? If I was in, um, ninth grade. If you were in ninth grade, she would have been like, uh, eight or nine. Okay, yeah. So she was like probably in late elementary school. 
and or mid elementary school, I guess. And um, like third or fourth grade. So she, she like, yeah, crisis. Oh no. Yeah, no, it was really, it was really stressful. She like flipped out. She was mad at everyone. She like, um, she was like crying and like, it was, it was awful. Um, <laughs> like I can kind of laugh at it cause it was like however many years ago at well, this yeah. point, like it was over a decade ago at this point actually. Um, so it's kind of funny to look back on it and be like, wow, that was rough. But, um, <laughs> but, um, I think it was, cause I think, I think she took it in kind of like a, like less like, oh, it's upsetting that he's not real way and more of a like, oh, my parents have been lying to me way. <laughs> so I think it, I think it was like a sort of trust issue type thing. And, um, but yeah, so that was. So when I found out, it was like, I was disappointed, but it was like a peer pressure thing. And then she had like, and then Anna was quiet about it. And then she had like a full out crisis about it. And she honestly then continued to believe in Santa for like a little while after that. So I think like some kind of like compartmentalizing and like, um, I've actually never addressed it again. <laughs> Does like, she I still believe she, I assume she doesn't, but we, we've never addressed it again. So I really don't know. But um, we I mean we still like, get gifts from Santa. Like our parents oh, yeah. haven't stopped doing that. Um, which I think I think is charming, even if you know. Like I think it's cute. Yeah. And like fun. Um, also, if I could share a funny anecdote. Um. Yeah. Well, no, because because I I took up all the time for that. So. Oh okay. I'm just kidding. Well, okay. All so your, um, whenever I would watch TV, story. whenever I'd watch Christmas movies or TV shows. I'd always be confused as to why Santa Claus gifts were always wrapped. Uh huh. Like, did you, did you? Were your Santa Claus gifts wrapped? Were yours not? No. Why weren't your Santa gifts wrapped? Okay, well that's a story. Um, I I was I wasn't even there for this. I think this was like when my sister was little. But um, so my sister she pointed out to my parents on Christmas like hey Santa Claus has the same wrapping paper we do and from that moment forward my mom refused to wrap our presents from Santa Claus so instead of just buying more wrapping paper yeah I was gonna say that's like a ridiculous way of handling it like (laughs) like I mean like ridiculous way of handling it in the way of like I know your parents are relatively well off so like (laughs) it's not like I'm like wow they couldn't afford another because your parents absolutely could they they could have they absolutely could have afforded a couple more rolls of wrapping paper (laughs) your your parents are very well off and and wrapping paper actually isn't even that expensive so it's not even like at the 99 cent store (laughs) yeah I mean that's what I usually do so but um no my parents my parents just like were too smart for that like they they had a a wrapping paper that was like Santa's wrapping paper and they like only used it for Santa gifts. All of our gifts were identically wrapped. In fact, I don't even know if they like used their handwriting on those gifts. I think they're unlabeled. I'll have to check this year. But um, they're either unlabeled or they like made like fake handwriting. It's it's very impressive. They still put that <laughs> effort into it. I'm not sure. I'll check this year. Okay. Because that, that's that's put, really that's some dedication. They do still put the effort in of, of unique wrapping paper. Huh. And and all of ours having the same unique wrapping paper. Um, so yeah, my, my parents got around that pretty easily. So I don't know what yours were doing. <laughs> mine sure didn't. <laughs> no, yeah, mine, mine were always wrapped. So, so I don't know what was up with your parents. Yeah, just didn't, 
just didn't bother wrapping, especially because, like, my family would always open all of the presents on Christmas Eve, so there wasn't even anything to open on Christmas morning, period. There was just a big pile of presents that were unwrapped. Yeah, we've been having some real, um, <laughs> some real arguments about how that's going to go in the future. And by arguments, <laughs> I mean we have a definitive answer and you just want to no, accept it. We don't have a definitive answer. You just want to keep your tradition instead of taking mine. We're, we're keeping my tradition because it's better. How so. is yours better? Because it's it's more fulfilling to like unwrap like one or two on the night of and then have like a whole bunch the next day. I mean, I personally like spreading it out over two days. You get like half one day and half the next day. I think half is too many because I think you're blowing your load a little too early. No, you're not. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm fully in favor of opening one or two the night before and everything else the morning of. Or, you know, I mean, I, I could open mine the night before and then you can save yours as long as you want. That's sad. Then we're not <laughs> opening them together. <sighs> anyway, can I tell you, can I tell yes, you a tell secret, me. though? Yes, tell me a secret. I actually kind of want to get you Santa gifts when we live together. <laughs> Go for it. Why not? <laughs> like, get you ones that I don't label as from myself, and, like, I get out of bed when you're sleeping or something, and I put them under there. I can't get you out of bed to watch an episode of The Simpsons. How do you think you're going to get out of bed to put Christmas presents under the tree without waking me up? Um, because once you're asleep, you're asleep. That's my final answer. Okay. Like, yeah, I'll have to... And I I struggle with sleeping through the night, so... Right. Maybe I won't do it, like, when I'm supposed to, but I'll do it, like... <laughs> like, maybe I'll plan to do it at, like, 1230, and I'll do it at, like... 3 a.m. <laughs> but like I'll do it at some point. Okay. So uh I wanna jump in um to the real life Santa Claus for a minute, okay? Okay. Alright. How much do you know about Saint Nicholas himself? Um he was allegedly real probably. Um Yeah, he he was real. Um He allegedly gave um gift to children maybe i well, think he was where was he from he was from turkey but he was greek that's what i'm seeing gotcha okay yeah no when i when i google him i'm seeing like a mix of different depictions of various skin tones and hair colors and things like that i think that's just so, how it goes when you are talking about people from several hundred years ago there's just you know, you have no idea what's actually accurate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what else do you know? Anything else? Not really. I that's that's pretty much all I know about the historical figure version. Um just like alive a long time ago. Um heavily debated what he actually looked like. And maybe allegedly maybe gave gifts to children i don't even know what he's the saint of to be completely honest um, <laughs> so well, his most famous gift giving was actually giving gold to three impoverished daughters of a pious christian so that they would not become prostitutes that's his most famous uh, one 
<laughs> not quite the same connotation as the modern day, but I believe in that story he actually put the gold in their stockings. That's like where the um Christmas stockings comes from. That's interesting. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that's uh that's the real um Saint Nicholas. Oh, is that it? Is that all, is that all there is to report? I, I mean, I, there's like more, but I... <laughs> well, what is he the patron saint of? Are we going to just leave people... Ha- you were the researcher for, for Saint Nick in, in real life history. Patron saint of children, coopers, sailors, fishermen, merchants, broadcasters, the falsely accused, repentant thieves, brewers, pharmacists, archers, pawnbrokers, unmarried people... Aberdeen, Galway, Russia, Greece, Hellenic Navy, Liverpool, Bari, Sigiwi, Moscow, Amsterdam, Lorraine, Royal School of Church Music, and Duchy of Lorraine. Students in various cities and countries around Europe. Okay, so I know Catholicism isn't going to take my my criticism or constructive (laughs) advice, but I think, with all due respect, um, there needs to be more saints. I, I think I think some Listen, saints can't just, are, are looking a little stacked. You can't just make up more saints, okay? So people have to be saints in life. Like, you can't... Okay, those those will come around every century. Like, Home back through the history books and then find some more. Because <laughs> you can't be a saint of that many things. That's too many things to be the saint of. <sighs> it's too many. Like I was, I was under the impression that like everyone was like the patron saint. Like, like it was kind of like, like oh, this is uh, I'm gonna get canceled for this comparison, but um, like I thought it was like Greek gods, where it's like you're like the patron. Well, I guess all of them cover like certain things, but I thought it was like you're like the patron saint of like one main thing, like music or theater or I don't really know. I don't know much about saints, obviously. No, um, in in christianity i think you can just be a bunch of things like so like what happens like how do they determine what you're the saint of then because he's not from all those countries like do, do they just like like do you um, have to like well like, you can't be a saint until you're dead so you can't like make a list of everything you want to be like the saint of i guess and like Catholicism doesn't really have communing with the dead so i mean honestly i have no idea. I'm gonna be honest here. This is this is not breaking the lore of Catholicism, and I don't know much about Catholicism. Um, well, I'm just interested in saints, and I want to know more about why they're allowed to be the saints of a laundry list of two hundred random things. I honestly don't know. But um, do you want to know uh, one more of the famous one of Saint Nicholas's most famous uh, adventures? I guess as a distant runner-up to learning more about how saint-related <laughs> things work, it's acceptable, so yes. Um, so there's a story that goes that um, three children were chopped up into bits and put in a pickle barrel. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And um, St. Nicholas resurrected the children. Is that, like, allowed? I guess so. Is he is he allowed to do that? I I mean I honestly thought that Christians frowned upon necromancy, but well, because I thought no, but I thought Jesus was special because he like brought Lazarus back. Like I thought that was like evidence that he was like extra special, bonus 
New Game Plus, Christian. Like, you know? I... I don't like, honestly I that, have no idea. Because I thought, like, his big things was, like, one of, like, the biggest things is that he brought Lazarus back. And if and if he did that, but, like, St. Nicholas brought back three children that were chopped a bit. Like, St. Nicholas is looking pretty... Pretty talented in this story. I, I mean, I don't want to sound blasphemous, but maybe, maybe St. Nicholas should be the new Jesus. <laughs> that does sound blasphemous. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is just breaking the lore of Sarah and Nissa say various things that get them in trouble with, like, devout Catholics. I, we're going to get an email from the Catholic Church. The Pope personally listens to our <laughs> show. I know that for a fact. He, he's a close personal friend of mine, actually. Um... <laughs> Listen, I'd, I'd love to get an email from the Pope. I'm not even Catholic. I just think it'd be kind of cool and, and be able to tell people, hey, I have an email. from. I'd probably print it out and frame it, even if it was like mean. And I'd be like, look at this. The Pope emailed me and said you were, the Pope emailed me and said you were really off base making all these claims in your podcast. I would print it out, hop on an airplane to the Vatican and like march up there and be like, hey, can you sign this? <laughs> <laughs> and and then and then I would also uh, hand the Pope a little piece of paper with a, a steam key for Undertale on it. Um. <laughs> You're the worst. Give him another game. He's already played Undertale. Okay, he has already played Undertale, so I will gift the Pope a copy of Earth Defense Force 4.1 Shadow of New Despair. Oh, I was going to give him Persona 5 Royal, but... <laughs> I mean, whichever, whichever works for you. I think you'd like it. I think you would like Persona 5 or <laughs> We can, actually, wait, Persona 3 has Jesus in it. We can, we can hey. give him Persona 3. That'll, sure, he'd love it. it. This has there's nothing to do with the Jesus topic. Games out there. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of Jesus games the Pope would love to play, you know? He's a gamer. Yeah. He's, got, he's got a nice rig, I think. I don't, I don't think the Pope is a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Pope knows what, like, a nice rig even means. <sighs> <laughs> so anyway, um, so Father Christmas now, um. So, but, but wait, so he brought back three children that were chopped into bits. Into a pickle barrel, yes. And Catholicism is just, that's not the important part. And Catholicism is just, like, okay with that? I mean... Did you want the children to stay chopped up into bits to be sold off for meats? No, I, I didn't want that. Yeah. I didn't want so that I at think, all. But... I think most people would be happy that the children were resurrected. So Listen, I'm just saying, the line's getting real thin between... I found this on the web. What? Um, Thank oh, you, hi, Google. Um, what I, did I you find Siri for me? I decided to contribute. What did what Siri find? I found this on the web. Um... What I don't you know mean? what you found. It's not. I don't have a notification. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks for nothing, Siri. But um, there's like sirens outside, and I was like, "Oh, they hear me talking about the chopped up kids getting resurrected." <laughs> that's that's the Catholic mobile. No, it's the Pope mobile. <laughs> the, po the Pope himself. <laughs> the Pope mobile turned his sirens on, and he's coming for you. <laughs> You're being blasphemous. Way too close to Christmas. <laughs> This is really close to Christmas. But, um, yeah, we're, for people who are curious, because of everything going on, we're actually recording this on December 22nd at, um, 8 o'clock p.m. For, for me, Eastern Standard Time. So, this is a very down-to-the-wire episode turnaround. 
And it's also delayed a week. So so we just really yeah. are managing our time very well. But it's also the holiday season. And I got sick. So Yeah. So, um... Yeah, so, so he did that. Okay. <laughs> so, like, the next kind of step to getting to Santa Claus from St. Nicholas was, like, Father Christmas. And Father Christmas was just kind of, like, a symbol of Christmas, really. And he was kind of Santa Claus-esque, but he was more depicted wearing green rather than red. Um, and one of the, so like, biggest... He... Huh? So is he just, like, invented when Christians made up the institution of Christmas to, like, combat similar pagan holidays? Like, was he just, like, made up? Did they just decide that he existed? Um, so the first known... Uh, personification of Christmas, as in Father Christmas, was in the 15th century. Okay. Uh, and I can't find, like, the actual origin of that or, like, where the idea came from. I think it's just something that stuck around. Um, it's really weird, but interesting. Because, yeah. like, it just, it seems like a weird facet to add to your, like, uber religious like celebrating the like chosen one's birth actually wait they they don't call him the, <laughs> the chosen <laughs> one so much trouble with catholicism <laughs> this episode um what, what do they call him only it... jesus can defeat canon you're so mean <laughs> um what 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 like savior messiah like which one do they use savior our lord uh, our lord okay Either way, um, Jesus Christ, Jesus, Jesus Christ himself. But yeah, it, it seems like a weird facet to add to your like, you're countering like, um, holidays and other religions, and you, and you add like a random figure that has nothing to do with your religious celebration of the birth of your. Um... I mean, yeah. At this point, like Christmas had like started like absorbing the traditions of other like winter holidays you know like the pagan ones and all that um okay so, so it was, added, it was like, already well after yeah so it was added well after christmas became a thing like yeah. at christmas it was once christmas and it was once we started like consolidating the winter holidays mm -hmm. okay that's an important distinction mm -hmm. um the ghost of christmas present is like what father christmas typically looks like I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, he's yeah. got, like... I think that's... Yeah, no. That makes total sense. So, uh... Then... Then we get to Sinterklaas. That's a... I mean, that sounds German, so I'm assuming that's German. Um... Yeah, like, it's, uh, Dutch. Um... Dutch, okay. That's yeah. close. So, um, Sinterklaas is, like... Basically Santa Claus... He's, uh, he's based on St. Nicholas, and um, he rides a white horse, and he has he has a big red book, which records whether each child has been good or naughty. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, so, like, he brings gifts on the 6th of December. So, like, I'm confused about the whole, like, connection between St. Nicholas and Santa Claus. Like, it's just... Like, because... It seems like him giving the gold to the three children who were going to start sex work is like 
a footnote compared to bringing back three dead chopped up children, which has nothing to do with gift giving. Like, don't get me wrong, that's that's good too. But like, it doesn't like you didn't mention what his other saintly feats were. I don't. Does that even? I'm does the, not does the one even qualify feats. as a saintly feat? Because I, I, I don't, don't even think, know. I gotta I be honest here. Just like charity like that really qualifies, even though it's it's cool. It was like really good that he did that. Um, I'm not I'm not downplaying the importance of that action. It just it seems like a weird thing to become his legacy when he also allegedly resurrected three people from being chopped into bits. I mean, that's just like the funniest story to me and like the weirdest one. But like he's really mostly known for his generosity. Oh, well then why didn't you tell more generosity stories? Because none of them are funny. You could have mentioned that they exist. You could have been like, oh yeah, he does also have like a long history of, of gift giving and charity work. <laughs> but no, you were you were all over the, the resurrection of three kids, which I agree, that's important to talk about because it, it raises some very interesting questions. But I think for the purposes of the, the connection between him and Santa, it was kind of an important detail to include that he... he did not stop his his gift giving with that one specific instance. I mean, yeah, and also like the gift giving, he did it in secret in the cover of night, and like he didn't want well, people to talk about like, it. Like he... that was another like big part of it. Um, yeah, like he wasn't doing it for fame, but like yeah. Like, I don't know if I if I like make a big anonymous donation if I had tons of money, would that like qualify me like giving part of the way to like being a saint? Is that how it works, or were standards just like? Think, I think you gotta perform a couple miracles. Okay. I don't know how to do that. So I, I don't think it's happening. But but yeah, no, the important link is the part that you just chose not to mention because you didn't think it was funny enough. Yes, he, he was he was known for his generosity. Gave gifts of under the cover of night, yes. <laughs> well, that's all very important, so Yes. It's like yeah, this did this that did kind of become um Cinderclaus. Uh-huh. And, yeah, so he, uh, it's on St. Nicholas Day rather than Christmas. Which admittedly makes more sense. Yes. So the 6th of December, that's when he would bring gifts for all the, the good children. And then I'm guessing that got, like, further consolidated. Yeah. Um, also his, like, his companions, such as the Krampus. Mm. And, uh. I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm sorry. Uh, what is it? Herr Futard, uh, Father Whipper? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, it's French, I assume, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think I think you did it right. Okay. You definitely pronounced <laughs> pear right. That's for sure. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, so he uh, he dispenses lumps of coal and or beatings to naughty children. And then those were consolidated into like one figure who does both, except yeah. without the the violent part. Um, Sinterklaas is also accompanied by um, Zwart Piet, uh, Black Pete, uh-huh. um, who is usually portrayed in colorful Renaissance attire, curly wigs, bright red lipstick, and blackface. You know, I think I remember, like, a distasteful joke in the office about this. <laughs> I, I don't remember because it's been, like, again, over a decade since I've watched The Office. But, um, 
I think that that sounds vaguely familiar in a, in a very specific way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't know, like, what Zwatspiet is, like, for? Um. I don't know. He sounds wildly insensitive, though. Oh, he distributes sweets to good children. Oh, that's, like that's nice Like cookies him, and least. candies, yeah. Oh, he's, he's also apparently kind of the elf on the shelf? Oh. Um. Listen at the chimneys of the homes they visited um, to report about the good and bad behavior of the mortals below. Oh, so instead of like when, like, I guess what do we assume now? Just Does he like have magic omniscience or like does he like I don't, I don't know how we gonna... assume that he keeps watch on us, but That's something we're going to get into because a lot of different media depicts that very differently. Um, and some of it I don't think depicts it at all. Like, oh yeah, a lot of them just gloss over that part. He's just got, he's just like omniscient in some of them. So weird. Yeah. Um, but, um... Okay. Uh, Sinterklaas so, was also, um, what were you going to say? I was just going to say what else? Uh, Sinterklaas was also, um, heavily based on Odin. Interesting. Yeah. So stuff like the, uh, like, like the white horse and everything and, uh... That makes sense. So he yeah. was like a, like an Odin Saint Nick combo. Yeah, I'm sure Catholicism loved that. <laughs> How does Catholicism like like really devout Catholicism feel about Santa? Like you wouldn't know, so I don't know why I'm asking you. But I'm I'm actually really curious now that I think about it a little bit more. Um, you know what? Let's let's find out. How do devout Catholics feel about Santa Claus? I'm really curious now like like the more I think about it like because it's kind of like taking one of their like religious figures and like mixing it with like non-religious and like commercialism like it's I, I don't know I, I feel like they maybe wouldn't like it but I'm curious I because I just genuinely don't know um I think for the most part they're just like cool with it um yeah I, I, I don't really see any complaints about it which I'm, I'm kind of disappointed <laughs> but, I'm kind of uh, surprised I, I think that there'd be like because yeah. I mean they complain about because like super hardline Catholics don't like Halloween right like I feel like I've known a few oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've known people that hated Halloween because it was a pagan ritual. Yeah. Like, oh. So that's interesting that they're completely fine with commercialized Christmas. That, that seems like something that they would also dislike. Especially yeah, since mean, it's so combined with, like, the pagan winter holidays that it, like, morphed into a composite of. Yeah, I have honestly no idea. Like, I'm sure there's some sort of, like, fringe group that's just, like, the actual war on Christmas, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mean this to turn into, like, war on Christmas conspiracy theorizing. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. But, like, because the war on Christmas just straight up isn't real. But, um, <laughs> I, I was, I was just curious. So it's, uh, it does surprise me a little bit, to be honest. But, um, meh, whatever. 
So then, like, all of that combined is, like, kind of how we come to get the modern Santa Claus. Okay. Um, and, like, that, uh, like, the modern vision of Santa Claus was really popularized by, um, A Visit from St. Nicholas, you know, the, the Night Before Christmas poem. Is that what it was originally called? That's what it's still called. No, it isn't. People just, people, yes, it's called A Visit from St. Nicholas. People just call it The Night Before Christmas because that's no, the first line. It's called Twas the Night Before Christmas. That's the no, name that's of the, the book. first. that's the first line of the poem. The book is called A Visit from St. Nicholas. I'm pretty sure my book has Twas the Night Before Christmas on the cover. Well, you don't have the original version. Probably have one of the many, <laughs> many unauthorized reprints. No, mine's like really nice. It had like a really nice cover. You're so I'm sure mean. it is. I'm sure I'm sure it's a very nice book, but it's it's not gonna, what it's called. I'm looking it up. It's it's a really nice looking one. It's like it's like got some like gold embossing. Like not like literal gold obviously, but like you oh, know, yeah. like it's it's very classy. It's very nice. It looks kind of vintagey. It looks like it's maybe an heirloom. But okay, so that all makes sense. But, um, seems distressingly at odds with what I previously thought was a docudrama. Um, yes. Rankin Bass, Santa Claus is Coming to Town? Santa Claus is Coming to Town, huh? Yeah, I, I don't know. That, that movie has, like, disturbingly little revival of pickled children. I, um, I understand. I agree. And, and the weird like thing kind is, of ignored, like, yeah. yeah, no, it, it ignored that aspect. And also, I don't remember a single subplot about children being forced to to do sex work to survive. So I, I think they left that out, too. And there was no blackface. None at all. I mean, I, th- I think I'm fine with them leaving that part out. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I think it's better for it. But it, it's a, it's yeah. a very different depiction. It also took place in Germany. It also wasn't like Greece or Turkey. It was it was Germany. Was it though? I mean, the leader of the town was a burgermeister, so I'd assume yes. so. His name is Burgermeister Meisterburger. Yeah, and like, and his his guards were wearing like the World War One German helm. That actually raises numerous other questions as well. To be completely honest, but um. Yeah, it's um, it's like a that little, was definitely uh, not... historical revisionism, is what I'd call it. I was going to say that's the that was definitely not the 15th century or whatever year Saint Nicholas was alive. No, it kind of looks like it takes place in like late 1800s. Yeah, early 1900s. <laughs> like the the helmets are definitely too early for like the 1800s, but I think the rest of the technology like 1800s feels pretty. And even like fashion, like the I remember the like the teacher. She's wearing like kind of Victorian-y looking yeah. dress. So yeah, like late eighteen hundreds is probably where I would place that. But late eighteen hundreds Germany. So that doesn't quite line up with with the history we've just laid out. I, I'm starting to think that this docudrama is very inaccurate. Next, she'll tell me there was no mysterious snow wizard at all. Um. Not on any of the historical accounts I've read. But... Huh. I mean, Santa Claus is Coming to Town is its own 
very different interpretation, but one that I think is no less valid. Yeah? Yeah. I, I feel like it's one of the most, like, complete um, depictions of Santa Claus in the sense that it tries to explain everything that's weird about him. Yeah, like, it does. Well, okay, I, I wouldn't say that, because a lot of it is left up to, like, okay... It explains the reindeer very concretely. It doesn't explain why there's a random winter wizard or where his magic comes from in the first place. But um, well, no. But the, I mean, we we have to wait for the Winter Warlock, a Star Wars story, for that. But like, the stories also, about Santa Claus, and like the Winter Warlock is how he, um, is able to see all the children. Oh, right. I remember that now. He makes the, he teaches him how to make um, magic um, snowballs. Magic yeah. snowball seeing stones. I remember that now. Yeah. But, like, some of the stuff isn't explained. Like, he just stumbles upon the elves, but they're also, like, the, the seven dwarves? The elves kind raised of? him. They were toy-making elves. And they were also the seven dwarves, kind of. <laughs> they kind of were. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't remember how many were there, because I, I want to say there was, like, okay, I'm going to count them up. I'm going to learn how to count. Live on stream. <laughs> Don't forget to carry one. the one. Carry the one. That's a reference to Level Up Dubs Persona <laughs> 5, in which I play many characters, but, but one of them is the Maid Cafe Maid Clara. And every time we get new stamp cards, she has to struggle with the very easy math <laughs> of how many he has. <sighs> yes, I think it's five elves plus the like the mom elf yeah jingle ringle tingle wingle and zingle are they related to the tingle family <laughs> tingle from, from legend of zelda was the um he was kind of he's the runt of the litter he's a little ostracized they didn't really like him so he, he left he left to become a fairy but doesn't his doesn't his family have similar naming scheme i don't i don't remember tingle's siblings names and Wind Waker. Oh yeah, I know he does. one of them's like one of them's like David Junior. I because I know that that's like a joke, but I know I think the other ones are like similar names of like his name, but with a letter changed. Um, but yeah, so so it it does come down to like yes, the elves in this are kind of like the seven dwarfs, kind of to be honest. They really are, yeah. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so Santa's abandoned as a baby. He is adopted by the seven dwarves, and um, his mother is Tanta Kringle. Um, and they raise him, and he makes toys, and the angry German dictator man, who's just the mayor of this small town, is like, I'm going to run you out of town. And it's treated as a much bigger deal than it actually is, because he is, again, just the mayor of a small town. You can go to literally any other town in the entire country. But um, he falls in love with like a school teacher. She becomes Mrs. Claus. And then he starts delivering gifts in the dead of night because he's a fugitive. And I think everyone turns on the mayor. I, I'm pretty sure. He, no, actually, no. Burgermeister Meisterburger just like unceremoniously falls from power off screen. Right. And they like throw his... <laughs> portrait in the garbage and they, they put up a portrait of, of santa yeah. <laughs> right, right 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 
As the years go by, Santa and his friends continue making toys and delivering them to Sombertown. I forgot it was called Sombertown. The town's very somber. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know why the... Oh, right. He got injured from toys and that's why he made toys illegal. I yeah. forgot about that. He like stepped on a Lego and like he was like, no more. Never again. <laughs> forgot about that. Santa Claus is coming to town is fun. I'm, I was, I, I was, like it a lot, actually. I was digging. I was making little digs at it a little bit, but it's it, it's a fun it's a fun special. I, I enjoy it. Um, that's like an interesting one because like it implies Santa doesn't have many elves, um, or he has to get more. But I don't know where he would get more from, unless like all of them have kids, and then like every single elf he has is like one giant multi-generational family um which also raises the question of if the elves are immortal like him does it actually even address how he gets his immortality i don't even think he is immortal he's not it doesn't seem like he is that doesn't make sense well is santa claus immortal I mean, I assume he's okay. Well, I mean, it depends, but like, it seems like he's implied to be immortal in most things, I think. I mean, there are a few where he's explicitly not. He's immortal in. I don't know why the first example that came to my head was fucking Fred Claus. <laughs> I wouldn't consider that maybe like the. Pinnacle definitive. of accurate Santa Claus depiction. You wouldn't consider that the definitive Santa source. He's a, he's immortal in that though. I mean, sometimes he is immortal, but not always. Listen, that movie's kind of fun in its own way. <laughs> I haven't actually seen it. I'm sorry. Oh, it's like Santa has like a brother. That's that's the whole thing. His brother's played by Vince Vaughn. That that's the... and there's oh there's like a like like North Pole IRS or something is like like there's like a, a like an efficiency officer who's like I'm gonna shut down Christmas because it's leaking money for I don't even fucking know who they are reporting to or like what <laughs> it's a very strange movie but it's it's about how Santa's brother has to like learn the spirit of Christmas and and stop the IRS from shut I don't I don't know what's going on in that movie to be honest. But um Santa's immortal, canonically, in in yeah. in that particular movie. <laughs> we should watch Red Claws. We it's should. really weird. I don't remember if I liked it or not, but it, it was weird. <laughs> I think it was a good time at the very least. But well, um, but there are also things that like don't that imply that he's not like mm -hmm. I, this is going on a tangent but like arthur christmas implies that like have you seen that one no oh i saw it a couple times at work um back when i worked with kids um it's this one it's it's i'm surprised you haven't seen it actually i actually it's want not something to. you would have seen it's it's pretty fun i'd, I'd say it's pretty mid-tier it's not like something that i'm like crazy about and like have to watch every year but it was like enjoyable and i didn't dislike it it's about, um, like, a kid gets forgotten on Christmas, and, like, the, like, 
the brother who's not in line for the Santa Claus throne is the one who cares, and like the other one is like a super efficiency driven military Santa, essentially. <laughs> so it's a conflict between like efficiency and heart. It, it's a really interesting movie. It's fun. It's 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 a little like it's a little cheesy, but it's fun. Um, <laughs> but that movie implies that Santa is like like Santa has to have children or Santa stops. Um, which is interesting in its own right, in a mildly concerning way. Um, <laughs> because, but yeah, no, because there's like the grandpa who's like Santa from a while ago, and they have like a whole portrait hallway of Santas. Yeah, and then the, and then the like current Santa is like the son of the grandfather Santa, and then he has two sons who are like the conflicting, and it seems like it goes to the oldest, like whoever's like the oldest son becomes the next Santa. Huh. And the other one just does North Pole clerical work, I guess. Um, which also implies they all have to get married at some point and they all have to, like, find a spouse and have children. And I don't know what happens if they only have a daughter. There's a lot of questions that come up from Santa being an inherited, like, familial dynasty. Personally, um, I think it's time we had a female Santa Claus. We need a girl boss Santa up at the North Pole. Why do you have to take something that could be kind of fun and, like, make it cringy and horrible? <laughs> you don't like the word girl boss? You said girl boss specifically for a negative reaction. <laughs> I don't have a problem with a female Santa. Like, I Neither think do I. Fun. I was joking. Like, no, there's no like, problem with No, yeah, I think a female Santa could be really fun. I, I don't have anything really against cool. that. I don't know why you had to make it all, like, cursed like i just think the boss. word girl boss is funny that's that's all <laughs> i don't have a problem with the female santa i think i think it's time but like i think yeah like in a series like the santa claus or something like it could be a fun variation although i think there have definitely been stories about like actually i honestly think there might actually be movies with female santa because i think there's been like a couple like um, I've never seen Noel on Disney Plus, but maybe that one goes in that direction. I've never seen it, so I don't know. But I know that it's about like a daughter of Santa. There have and... been a few movies about like Santa Claus's daughter, but I've never seen any of them, so I don't know what they do with the concept. I remember like the old. I think it was ABC Family one that I've seen. I think she became Santa actually. Um... Good for her. So I think, I think actually there have been a few movies that like take the concept of like Santa has a daughter and she becomes the new Santa, but um, it's definitely interesting to think about Santa being immortal versus Santa being an inherited dynasty versus <laughs> other various options. I, I lean towards immortal personally. I think that's what I like best. Um, what about you? Um, I think all the stories have their merit. Uh. I like the idea of an immortal or just incredibly long-lived Santa Claus, um, but also I like the idea of it passing on to a new generation. Yeah, no, I think that's fun and interesting. I just, okay, I think, I think it'd be cool if Santa's immortal, but he can voluntarily pass it on. Okay. And like then does he like... die or does he just keep living on, but he's not Santa Claus anymore? I think at that point he would just like like he wouldn't die on the spot but I think at that point like 
he regains his mortality and he's capable of dying, but he will still yes. live on. I think, but he'd, he'd still have, like, like, he's old, so he'd still have, like... Limited time. Limited time, but I think... He'd be with an unborrowed be, time at that point. Like, I think that'd be part of it. Like, he would know, like, okay, I'm, like, old as dirt. Like, if I give up my immortality, I'm probably gonna only have a few years left. Type yeah. Thing. But, but no, yeah, because I think... I, I like the idea of, like, if Santa's immortal, being able to, like, if he finds an heir that he likes, pass it on. And, like, if he's tired of it, if he doesn't want to keep doing it, if he's, like, ready to... Cause, a lot of immortals like get tired of being alive at some point. That's just like a common thread of immortal of immortality stories. So I think that's I think that's a fun way of like balancing the two almost. Like it yeah. doesn't lock someone's kid because like what if they only had the shitty efficiency driven military son? Then what would Santa just be shitty for the next like fifty years? Like yeah, um, that's yeah. Like I think. I think the um, being able to pass it on to an heir but being immortal is like a good mix of the two that like kind of ensures you always have like a good hand-picked Santa and you don't get stuck in it forever with no way out if you yeah. don't want it. Um, so where but, do we go from here? But you know what? Um, what I think is a really shitty method of picking a new Santa Claus? Tell me. If you kill Santa Claus, you become Santa Claus. Okay, so we're talking about the Santa Claus. <laughs> yes, we're talking about the Santa Claus. There's a lot to talk about with this movie. There's, this one's fucking bizarre. There's, this, the, the Santa Claus of the universe is a very concerning... It's concerning for, like, there's going to be some talking points that I know other people have hit, but I still want to talk about them just because they're so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, no, we have to. Like, obviously, this this breaking down the santa claus has been done to death but i feel like we have to it's it's a crucial part of this episode yes so like the santa claus so yes killing santa to become santa so did you know actually i i learned this in a video i watched about the santa claus relatively recently um originally he was supposed to shoot santa instead of like scaring him off the roof what Tim Allen was supposed to murder Santa Claus in cold blood? Icy cold blood because it's snowing? No, like he would like think he was a robber and, and because, oh, come on, you can't convince me that Tim Allen, any Tim Allen character wouldn't be a like, I don't call the cops, I own a gun type character. Okay, Tim Allen exclusively plays characters that would own a gun and that does include Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Well, Buzz Lightyear has a gun on his arm. He literally, <laughs> in his toy, he has a, it's the, like, light-up LED laser. Yes, he has a laser built into his arm, yes. Like, of all his characters, Buzz Lightyear canonically has a gun. <laughs> but, um, but no, I, I firmly believe that any character played by Tom, um, Tim Allen, sorry, um, is one of those, like, I don't call the cops. And, like, has, like, a picture of the gun. Like, you know, there's, like, novelty signs you see in, like, Texas and yeah. stuff. Um, I've actually seen one of those before. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think I think it makes sense. Like, I think he'd be the type of character to just, like, take out a robber he sees on his roof. But that's yeah, what originally that's so... he was supposed to be. Yeah, he was supposed to, like, go out. He was supposed to think it was a robber and, and shoot him. That's dark it is was this movie still gonna be pg 
I don't know, actually. <laughs> was this supposed to be an R-rated, the Santa Claus? I don't think it was supposed to be R-rated, but... Um... I mean, I, I got a pitch for an R-rated The Santa Claus uh, sequel. I think if you there could hear be. It. But I yeah, gotta, it was. If you want to hear it? It was an interview. Oh, he did the interview actually relatively recently. It seems like. Oh. <laughs> I think it was. Oh, it was very recently. It seems like maybe. Oh no, no, it wasn't that recently. There was just like a recent article written about it for whatever reason. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, the Santa I think, Claus articles okay. get clicks this time of year. 2018 2018 was when he gave this interview that that he said he originally was supposed to to shoot santa claus and i believe the like execs were like you can't shoot santa claus at the beginning of a family film (laughs) (laughs) we don't we don't we don't want to see santa claus get shot in our rated pg family film (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that was so that that I think lends itself to the bigger talking point of that being a bad method. But um, but no. First, tell me yes. What is your what is your edgy Santa Claus film? Okay, so there's this like this this hardened old military man, and he really really wants t- to be Santa Claus so he can live forever. So uh-huh. he like on Christmas Eve, he like rigs up a bunch of like home alone style traps in his house and he sits there with a gun ready to kill santa claus so he can become <laughs> santa claus sounds horrible <laughs> <laughs> but i mean yeah no that does raise those questions like i mean granted this relies on the greater population not knowing that that's how you become santa claus but that also raises the question of like i guess well i guess there's like the snow globes thing which raises a fuck ton more questions to be completely honest um, and then I, I mean we also have to get into the Mrs. Claus thing which is kind of confusing as well um, <laughs> but um, but yeah no killing Santa to become Santa is a very questionable method of transferal it's, and, it's really really bad yeah and like and I guess the elves are just used like a billion people have pointed out that like they're expecting him and like they don't seem phased at all that like the old one doesn't come back i mean that might have even been that santa claus is like first time on the job and they were like this guy's not coming back do you think so because like i know people have pointed out um there's no there's no explanation of what happens to his mrs claus that's like true. she's not she's not there and it never and obviously it was because they hadn't come up with that plot point yet but in universe she's not there it's not explained like what would have happened to her and it's never even addressed like what happens to her if santa dies like that's not in none of the subsequent films it's ever like brought up like what would happen so like that does raise the question of like maybe this was his first year do you think i mean either that or Mrs. Claus kind of, um, I don't feel Dies so good. at the good. same time as him. <laughs> Just kind of Thanos is out of there. Well, because he fades away, so I guess, yeah, that would mean yeah. she fades away, too. And, I mean, if that happened, the elves probably, they would have seen her fade out, and they were like, 
they would like take take their little jingle hats off and held them to their chest like had a moment of silence and been like all right everybody prep for new santa i mean i guess that could make sense like if they like know that if they see mrs claus become one with the force they can be like okay yeah no he's dead so we're gonna get a new one and, and i guess like because they are presumably immortal maybe probably the elves um, seem immortal that's the, that's the vibe i got from them so then they're probably just used to this they probably just accept it as a way of life like every like five or six or ten years santa's gone <laughs> Unless it's, like, a really, really good... Like, I assume there's been, like, a really good one that was, like, Santa for, like, hundreds of years. And they were like, wow, this one's never going to die. And then he died. Yeah. It was very upsetting for them. Um, although, if you think about it, there's actually tons and tons of snow globes, which implies that there have been, like, at least 100 plus Santas based on the snow globe room. Um, yeah. There's, there's a lot to unpack with the Santa Claus, but... um, But... I mean, okay, next question, based on speaking of the, like, why does, why does Santa become one with the Force, aside from the fact that they didn't want, like, a naked Santa Claus corpse on Tim Allen's front lawn in that film? Probably because Santa Claus, his, like, life energy is sustained by Christmas magic, and, like, once he, he dies, there's just nothing holding him together, and he just turns to dust? Do you think that's what it is? I don't know. They don't really explain why he disappears. They don't. They never... Because the other thought I had is, like, maybe because we already know that, like, time travel going back before your Santa magic exists, maybe he's, like, sent back to his life before Santa? But, like... But, like, Tim Allen keeps living his life, and he's not Santa Claus for the whole movie. That's also true. And also, he kills him. It's a, it's a made yeah. it made a big point that he kills him. Yes. So so it'd be kind of weird if that's just like a like you die in the Santa game, you wake up in real life or something. <laughs> like it was all a dream. I get. And like when when Tim Allen is sent back in Santa Claus Three, he's like very like like he's like a changed man. So like they'd have to reset his personality too. If you were like yeah. an ass, like if, if you're like an asshole, like Tim Allen and then like become Santa Claus. Cause like when he was put back in his previous life, he just like couldn't have lived that life. Cause he was just yeah. like, I don't want to work on Christmas. Where's my family? Like all of that. Um, Santa Claus three was weird. We need to get into that one too. But um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. It's very strange that you have to kill Santa to become Santa, and then Santa just like becomes one with the Force, and like, and then the Mrs. Claus. The Mrs. Claus. We have to talk. We're gonna go in order. We're gonna we're gonna go killing Santa, the Mrs. Claus, and then the Secret of Santa, because that's the order the film series goes. In. I also I, I have a question though, like yeah, um. So what happens if Santa Claus dies out of season? See, that is, that's another good question because like. He's not always wearing, you know, the costume and like he becomes well, okay. Santa by putting on the costume. Well, okay. After the original first year, that would only be a problem in the first year. Because outside of the first year, I assume like the elves take rigorous steps to make sure Santa does not die at the North Pole and he lives at the North Pole 
Um, because I'm assuming he can't die from like old age or disease or anything. Like I'm assuming he can only die from being killed. That's the vibe I get anyway. Because That's the entire fair. the entire passing along the Santa privileges only makes sense if like he can only die when he's killed. In my opinion, people die when they are killed. Yeah, like I, I think <laughs> I think Santa in the Santa Claus has the kind of immortality like elves in Lord of the Rings, where like you can be killed but you can't like die. I mean, I'm just kind of like imagining like Tim Allen in a hospital bed, and he like he just like flatlines and he like fades away, and the doctor's like, "What the heck?" picks up his like Santa coat, and like. He's Santa Claus now. Well, okay, I think a big, I think actually, actually, a big, like, proponent for me of the idea that Santa Claus cannot get sick and die of natural causes, and I'm going to say the same thing about Mrs. Claus, the North Pole doesn't have a hospital. So can the elves not get sick either? I assume so. Okay. I assume the elves are similar, like, they have to get killed to die. Because, no, because remember in the third movie, there's a whole point being made that they're building a hospital for her to give birth in. Oh, yeah, okay. So, like, it's... Wait, 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 wait. So, like, they can die from, like, injuries, but, like, they can't be injured? So, like, if if an elf gets a paper cut, do they just die? That's a good question, actually. It, It doesn't really address what would happen with workplace. I guess we're just supposed to assume that the magic of Christmas makes it so that there's never any factory workplace injuries and everything is all happy and safe. I guess. You got a big sign that's like days since last accident and it's like 10,000. Yeah, it's just infinite. So <laughs> I, I assume the lack of a hospital probably means that that doesn't happen. Or maybe it's just the lack of a human hospital. I mean, it's not really specified if there's no hospital or if there's no human hospital. I guess if elves um, have completely different biology. Yeah. And then like Santa and Mrs. Claus aren't really expected to do any like hard work at the North Pole. Yeah, like, and then if they die on the job, like... they die on the job. Like, psh. like they're supposed to do clerical work, but they're not supposed to do like mm-hmm. on the factory line. Like, yeah, like they're just supposed to look over paperwork all day, essentially. Um, I mean, you could, so... could always fall down the stairs, you know. That's true, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Santa has to be killed. Okay. And... I'm going to go with they try very hard to prevent freak accidents like falling down the stairs. I don't actually know what would happen in that scenario, but um, something, I guess. <laughs> We're just not going to worry about that. Maybe something with the snow globes and time travel, since time travel canonically exists in this universe. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I think Santa has to be killed. I, I don't think he can get sick or die from old people disease. Um... Yeah, the Mrs. Claus. The Mrs. Claus. It's very weird that he has to have a wife. It really is. And, like... Something that, like, I I saw pointed out that I, like, didn't pick up on myself. It takes a long time for him to have to have a wife. Yeah, it's a... That movie came out a few years later. Like, yeah, like his son's all grown up, so it's like a solid like <laughs> maybe five or six years after. And they're like, oh, by the way, it's really dire that you get a Mrs. Claus by this Christmas, Eight or years. else. Yeah, 
Eight yeah, years. so in eight years, they were like, we're just not going to mention you have to get married. And then, like, at the last minute, they were like, oh, f- by the way. Okay, the elves all had this, like, secret, like, betting pool about how long he would last, and nobody expected eight years. <laughs> like, everyone was like, this guy's going to last maybe two years tops. Like, I feel like the elves are just so desensitized to Santa death that it's just a big joke to them. They just treat They just treat Santa Claus like goldfish. <laughs> that's horrible but it makes sense yeah they because i was gonna suggest like because elves have such long lifespans like eight years is just like they don't even like they're like oh a few months ago we forgot like you know you but, blink like, and eight years pass like yeah but um but no yeah that that also makes a lot of sense <laughs> and they were like, "Oh shit, he actually made it, and it's probably gonna—he's probably gonna keep making it. So we should probably get him, get him that wife that's gonna mess up everything." And like, it's never addressed like what happens if he gets desantified for realsies. Like, if he doesn't get married, what happens? Like, does the universe randomly choose a new Santa, or does? He no, have the, the, to the like... universe randomly chooses a new Mrs. Claus. He's just forcibly assigned a wife. But that doesn't seem like it's what's going to happen, because he stops becoming... Like, he looks like normal Tim Allen by the end of that movie. Okay, so there's there's just no more Santa. Maybe that's it. Like, if he doesn't get married, there's not going to be a Santa. Well, if that's the case, then, like... Well, okay, for that matter, how many people, when they kill a man, are going to put his clothes on as their first impulse? <laughs> he has a little business card that says, put my coat on! If I killed a man and he had a business card that said put my clothes on, I don't know what the fuck I would do. Because I'm not calling the police because I'm going to go to jail for murder. But I, I don't know what's going to happen in that situation. But um, it's not <laughs> going to be putting his clothes on. I'll tell you that much. But yeah, no, the Mrs. Claus thing is all very confusing as well. It's, it's like I get why, like, for the mythos, they. But also, like, who is this for? Like, it feels weirdly performative because no one knows about Santa. It really... Right? Like... Like, he doesn't necessarily need to have a wife because no one's going to see that he has a wife. Who's going to know? Like, it, it... I guess that just means that the universe has some magical rules for, like, what a Santa Claus has to be. And I guess that's why his appearance changes and, like, why he has to get a wife. I guess the Santa Claus films are a mess, Santa which brings Claus us into mess. the secret of Santa. <laughs> so, like the secret of Santa. So, a huge part of this is like it, like the entire third film revolves around he can't tell people about being Santa, like not even his in-laws. <laughs> which then, mind you, at the end of the film, he does, and and nothing happens. So there's not really a reason why he couldn't in the first place. Like, he he does tell his in-laws everything. Mind you, his niece already knew. Or his, it's, it's not his niece, it's his... What do you call a stepdaughter that's, like, not your stepdaughter? I don't know. But what is that ginger girl to him? I have no idea. Why is she ginger? None of her parents are ginger. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean to imply that... Scott Calvin's ex-wife was having an affair with someone who had ginger hair when she was married to Neil, but also it doesn't really make sense that two that like a, a black-haired woman and a brown-haired man made a ginger kid. But um 
<laughs> but anyway, I, I, I genuinely don't know what it's called when you like, she's like your ex-wife's kid. I, I don't know what that would be. But um, probably just no relation to you. He probably shouldn't yeah. have much of a relationship with that kid <laughs> at all. But um, he does regardless. But no, because she already knew, which is like kind of weird. Like there weren't consequences. Like Nick finding out, I think Nick is his son's name. Um, that was inevitable. Like there was there was no preventing that because he yeah. was there when it happened. Yeah. But then and then he also Neil and his ex-wife know. In the first movie, he, like, tells Neil and the ex-wife. He didn't know that yet, though. I mean, that's fair, but that still implies that there's no real, like, cosmic consequences <laughs> to letting his in-laws know. Yeah. And again, nothing happens when he tells his in-laws. Literally nothing consequential. And, like, I admit, the movie does address it sort of. Like, it, like... Because the, the bad future aspect implies that if everyone knows about Santa, Christmas becomes like. Christmas is already very capitalist, but. But like, why? Capitalist times one hundred, I guess. But like, why doesn't anybody know about Santa? But that's the question too. And then I mean, you could also argue that the only reason that that bad future happens is because Jack Frost is such a capitalistic asshole. Like he wouldn't have been a good Santa even if he didn't tell people the secret. Yeah. Like the linchpin isn't that the secret got out the linchpin is that jack frost is santa despite not being suited to being santa mm -hmm. so like that's that's the problem um but yeah no why doesn't anyone know about santa is that is a very good question that's what we're going to address in like elf as well when we get to elf which is probably going to be the next one we do just because it's an easy segue yeah, this is, like, because... in a lot of Santa Claus movies, like... Yeah, this is a running thread. This is, like, the main thing I wanted to discuss in this episode. In movies like the Santa Claus, and, you know, we'll get into Elf, because this isn't even specifically the Santa Claus anymore. In movies like the Santa... And I think we've already talked about everything for the Santa Claus. Yeah. In movies like the Santa Claus and Elf and everything like that, everything that's the same vibe, why don't people know about Santa Claus since he and like, is real and he gives out gifts and like to the point where if people believe in Santa Claus they're like you're a fucking moron yeah like it's not even like a like we have religious differences or something like like people are like like it's not even like it's respected to believe in him like it's it's treated like our normal world yeah but then he's real and like the movie's about real. him and he gives people gifts canonically in both Elf and the Santa Claus. So, like, the question becomes where do those people think the gifts come from? And then in Elf, it's even more confusing. Because I was talking about having a specific age. In Elf, explicitly, he delivers to adults as well. Yeah. Because there's, like, because there's that scene where he's reading off the book. And there's, like, the ha-ha joke of, like, oh, the, like, biker barman wants a spa. And... <laughs> Um, and then, and then the like reporter wants her boyfriend to propose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Elf's a good movie. But, um, Elf's a really good movie. I like it a lot. I like Elf. But, um, but yeah, so in both of those movies and, and every other one that falls into the genre, Son Sonic, not Sonic. <laughs> I don't even know where Sonic came from. There's nothing in my room that I'm looking at that would prompt 
Sonic to come into my head. Um, if anything, I would have been more likely to say Godzilla than Sonic <laughs> because I'm staring at my vintage Godzilla poster. But um, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So Santa, I almost said Sonic again. So Santa, um, Sonic Claus. He like delivers presents, and, and do people just like never think about that? I mean, the only like um explanation that I think makes any sense is that for people who are married, they think the person they're married to is the one putting down the presents, but that goes out the window if you're not married. And also goes out the window if you like talk to your spouse. Yeah. Like <laughs> it kind of goes off that out the window if you have any conversation with your spouse about it. But um but I also like to like point out like I guess there's one other option, but I don't really like it. But also Which if is. Santa's omniscient and spying on anyone, we've already crossed several lines, so I mean what's another one? He could modify everyone's memories to think that they bought it. <laughs> that's yeah. But then well okay, but that's that's the only other explanation I can think of. Like if people don't believe in Santa which would be everyone above a certain age. He modifies their memory so they think that they bought the Santa gift even though they didn't. Or like they think that or I guess like if they live alone and like wouldn't have bought themselves a present, they think even that like I, I guess they would think that like maybe someone from their workplace or their neighbor or someone like gave it to them and they like don't well no they would remember because he'd create a false memory of them receiving it. I guess. I mean, I was going to say maybe they just thought they were taxpayer funded and the government did it. What kind of utopian ass <laughs> governments do they have that they're willing to believe that the government is willing to subsidize Christmas presents for everyone every year? <laughs> the government's giving us $600 as pandemic relief. They're not going to subsidize Christmas presents for everyone. Christmas movies are a completely different reality and a better one. <laughs> I'd love to see their COVID stimulus package. Their COVID stimulus package is like five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. But they're all made of solid gold and jewel encrusted. <laughs> we'll get you through several pandemics. But, um. But, um. I, I guess memory modification, but but also that raises the next question of why? Why would you bother going through that much charade? Santa's humble. He doesn't want uh he doesn't want to uh, take the credit. But it just like I get it, but it doesn't make sense. Like the entire secret of Santa in these movies like falls apart in terms of like, like I get it historically speaking like Saint Nicholas didn't like he wanted to just be like altruistic like anonymously fixing people's lives with money and gifts. And there's but, also like, like in the Santa Claus he was a wanted fugitive. That was only one of the movies. <laughs> like I mean that's another explanation you could use why why he wants to to stay secret because he's a wanted fugitive maybe. Like, I guess, but, like, I don't know, like, an elf. Like, like an elf. That's a perfect example. He literally needs people to believe in him. Like, he's, like, those Greek gods that, like, needed... Or, I don't know if that was the Greek gods. Or I, There's some 
either like there's some like god theory or it might actually be the greek gods in dc comics specifically with like Ares and <laughs> all of them so that actually might be what i'm referencing <sighs> instead but like the idea that like gods need to be worshipped to like continue having power um like if people stop believing in them they just fade away um so like i because like santa claus and the elf in in the elf santa claus and elf specifically relies on that sort of mentality because he needs people to believe in him because that's why the kid reads his book on the air and like so like why does he bother with the secret of santa in the first place i guess like knowing isn't really believing but that also gets thrown out the window by the fact that this kid reads his book on live tv that's true yeah like like okay Every one of those New Yorkers in that space saw him. They know he's mm-hmm. real. Definitively. Hard fact. Inarguable. Like, granted, I know I know the reporter has some line of like, I don't know what happened here tonight, but wowzer. But like, <laughs> but like, um, that's not even close to what her voice sounds like. But, um, but, um, but like, they, they're not stupid. They know that's what it was. Like, yeah. She's just saying that because she can't wrap her head around believing in a magical being that she probably stopped believing in when she was a youth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it doesn't make sense why the Secret of Santa would be a thing in that universe. And I, and I get, the, like, believing isn't, like... But that doesn't even make sense, necessarily. Because, it like, really does like, believe in things that you can... Like, I know that, like believing in something you don't see is theoretically more powerful but like you can still like believe in like i believe i have a figure of rem from re-zero on my table right now like i can see her i can touch her like i I believe she exists um so like it's not like you can't believe in something that you like know for a hard fact exists and i mean like even then like you you can believe in something that you like know exists but have never seen or witnessed like yeah i i believe that a platypus exists but i've never seen one have you ever seen a million dollars uh no and how do you know that exists yeah see. <laughs> brought it back around to the santa claus <laughs> <laughs> that was my very unflattering impression of his son <laughs> in the first movie <laughs> but um but but yeah, the, we brought like, yeah, and then and then I mean again, the secret of Santa is out the fucking window at the end of that film. Like yeah. they don't address it, but like it was on live TV. <laughs> like I don't remember what year this movie takes place in, but I assume the internet exists. And it's like, like the mid two thousands. Yeah, like once that shit hits YouTube, like it's over. <laughs> like. The Secret of Santa is, like, done after that film. You can do anything with special effects these days. Well, yeah, like, I guess people would argue that. But, like, at the same time, like, the reporter's reaction to him knowing about the proposal thing, (laughs) plus the footage of Santa flying over. Like, I feel like that put together would at least be enough to, like, a sizable percentage of the population... It was staged. It doesn't... I guess... 
I guess. I'm saying it's that's not that's okay. That that that. While it was definitive evidence for the people who were actually there, anybody who's seeing it after the fact can very easily just not believe it. Think it was staged. Okay, at the very least, then they're cavalier with the secret of Santa. Yeah, they're extremely like regardless of if it actually would make more people believe in Santa, they are very, like, they do not care about the consequences of that. Because I refuse to believe there's a 0% chance that that wouldn't, like, just blow up the secret of Santa. And I feel like they'd have to know that. So, like, they're at least willing to risk it, you know? Mm-hmm. And also, like, he's, like, a, like, known... We should, we should also just address very briefly, I don't know what we're going to do with this talking point, but, like, he's a wanted fugitive and also known by the Central Park guard in that film. Yeah, he sure is. They, like, randomly add in the third act that the Central Park guard is, like, hunting him down because they were on the naughty list or something. Right, yeah, the rangers, they, they hate him because he put them on the naughty list. So, like, they know he's real enough to, like, declare him their fucking nemesis. Right. Which, like, because they don't like him because of the naughty list that implies that the memory modification can't be true because they know that he was the one that put them on the naughty list enough to make him the nemesis of them okay Which i think s- i think if you're on the naughty list you know because like your mom's not gonna give you a lump of coal for christmas like yeah well i mean then like things just fall apart all over the place what I'm saying is that the secret of Santa makes no sense in films where Santa is real and gives yes, out presents. <laughs> it doesn't at all. I think that is my ultimate conclusion. Like the more we like circle around this, like we can come up with like various like band-aids, but we haven't found a good way to like actually fix it. No, like yeah, we we can try to plug the leak all we want, but really we just got to shut off the water. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's always confused me. Movies that hinge on Santa being real, but people not believing in Santa have always, like, confused the fuck out of me. Like, I don't understand, like, it's, how. It's, it's something that, like, has eaten at my brain for, like, 20 years. I've, like, always wanted a platform to talk about how it doesn't make any sense to me and how it stresses me out a little bit. And, and, and this podcast is finally giving me a platform to be like, hey, it's really, really, really weird to me. And I've been thinking about it for, like, my entire life. That's very strange that, like... In movies where Santa exists and people don't believe in him, how does that make any sense? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel the same way. I've always, always thought about it. I mean, I, th- I like, think this. I think watching the Santa Claus for the first time is what did it to me. I was like, why don't they? Why? Why? Why do they? Why are they treating this like it's stupid? He's real. It was. It was the combo meal of of Santa Claus and um, Elf. Just the two of them together. I was like, wait a sec. <laughs> Wait a sec, they're getting these presents. Where the fuck do they think they're coming from? Yeah. Um, there are rare exceptions. Um, the two that I know offhand, um, The Grinch, specifically the Jim Carrey version, and Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, in those ones, Santa Claus is real, and, like, everyone knows. There's no secret of Santa. He's just, like, a well-known existing person. I mean, yeah, we don't, we don't have to talk a ton about this because we actually talked at length about it in our Night Before Christmas episode, so uh, go back and listen to that. But um, 
Yeah, it's just he's real and a known figure. Yeah, like it's just, like in the. Oh, sorry. It's just it's wild because they they're like this is Santa Claus. We know he's coming, and this is not Santa Claus. This is a skeleton man. Why is he here? This isn't Santa Claus. Like, yeah, like they report that he's like an imposter Santa. Like they're like this isn't the Santa we were supposed to be getting. This is some kind of weird monster Santa. Um. Well, yeah, we we did we did address that very lengthily in our Nightmare Before Christmas episode. So so just go back and watch that one for more information on that. But for for the Grinch, it's like I made some tweets about this um, when we watched live action Grinch. But like, all you have to do to like pull off a heist in Whoville is wait till Christmas Eve. Yeah, dress like, up like Santa Claus. <laughs> you like. Because, I mean, it's literally in... Well, we see Santa. We, we see him from a distance. So we know he exists, like, as a hard fact because we see yes. him from a distance. Yes, we do. But, um, but also, when the Grinch, like, lands on Cindy Lou Who's family's roof, it cuts the parents in bed. And they're like, wait, did you just hear a robber? And they're like, no, no, it's probably Santa. And they go back to sleep. Yeah. So, like... He's such an established thing that, like, they don't even think about home invaders on Christmas. Like, they're just like, Santa is real. That is definitely probably Santa. That's um, So, like, Santa is such a, like, confirmed fact within Whoville and the Nightmare Before Christmas that they don't really blink about someone going into their house on, on Christmas Eve. He's like the milkman. You just know he's coming. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I also talked about, like, how, like, because of who culture, like, it makes sense that none of them would be willing to do crimes on Christmas Eve because it would ruin the sanctity of Christmas and, like, their entire Christmas culture rests them, yes. on Christmas <laughs> being very important to them. But, um, it's like, it makes, it's like, I mean, admittedly, if I lived in such a, like, Christmased up culture as Whoville, I, I probably also would not blink twice about Home Invaders <laughs> because I don't think anyone would want to ruin anyone else's Christmas. Because you know um, all your neighbors, and you know all of them are just nestled all snug in their beds with visions of sugar plums dancing in their heads. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So so yeah, those ones are like rare examples of um, where he's like well known to exist. And the world just functions knowing that he exists and that he's real. <laughs> and I don't think there's anything that's a problem with that. I think that's a much more sensical universe than, like, Elf or the Santa Claus, where he, like, mysteriously doesn't exist. So, what? Uh, have you ever seen Miracle on 34th Street? Um, yes. Any version of it? Okay, so, do you think that really was Santa Claus? Well, that's the point. I know. I'm asking you, what do you think? <laughs> that's, I, I think that that's the whole point of the film. I think, of course, that's the real Santa Claus. That's the entire point of the film. How else did, how else did they get a house with, like, a special Christmas card in it? Put that in your pipe and smoke it, babe. How, how else did that happen if that was not the real Santa Claus? No, hey, you're right. I, I... I think it was Santa Claus. I just, I wanted to know your take. I can't believe I didn't think to bring up the movie where Santa Claus is put on trial. I really should have. That should have been like the first <laughs> thing I thought of, but that didn't even come to mind. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. But yeah, no. I, but, I like that one a lot. It's, 
It's a really charming movie. It's really cute. It implies that Santa has, like, a lot of powers, though. Yeah. Because, like, it implies that he's maybe the reason why the parents get together. <laughs> yeah. Because she asks for a father and a house. And then, like, it implies that he has no issue delivering on a house, just just flat. And then he maybe probably used magic to influence, which, again, we're getting into all kinds of moral gray area with the omniscience and maybe the memory changing and maybe the, like, relationship influencing. But, um, although, I mean, they already liked each other. They just needed a push. They but, did, um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not suggesting he took two people who had no interest in each other and, and made them fall in love. I'm, I'm suggesting he maybe, like, pushed together right two direction. people who already, like, wanted to be together. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like in Aladdin. Like, Genie couldn't make him fall in love, but he could make Aladdin a prince so that they, like, could... Yeah. Get a, like, get I'm a not trying to ruin a beloved family film by being, like, <laughs> Santa forced these two people together. Like, that's not what yeah. I'm trying to do. I, I don't genuinely think that. I, I just, I think it's interesting that it implies that he has maybe some influence over them getting together. It's it's what you are maybe led to assume by, like, the fact that he delivers on every other premise of her wish and they get together. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's not necessarily me saying that that's bad. It's me saying that's maybe the logical assumption is that he had some hand in that. But yeah, no, it's, that's definitely one where, again, it's another one where, like, people just don't think he, like, they don't think he's real to the point they put him on trial. And then he's saved by the United States Postal Service. Yes. <laughs> which, I mean, I, I think that's, that's a great moral of the story, which is post office slaps. Yeah. USPS. That also raises the question, I wonder, like, how history progresses from that point. Like, do you think that, like, people, like, use that trial as fact and start believing in Santa? Or do you think people, like, view that as, like, kind of, like, a weird, like, Judge Judy, like, <laughs> celebrity trial that, like, probably was staged or, like, for fun? I think it ended up something like, um, you know, that trial, um, where, uh, the lady got burned by your coffee at McDonald's and everyone started was like making fun of it but but she was really like actually was... horrifically burned and like yeah she was like she very was much in the right 100 yeah. percent right but people were but like it was people yeah, were making no, fun I, of it because it was ridiculous i've heard about like, that yeah i think that's how it would go people would be like huh, like the santa trial <laughs> but like no he, he really was santa claus so i don't think people would believe okay. it at all i think some people would but i think you're right for the most part it would be like <laughs> and that guy who got off an assault charge for being Santa. Because um, <laughs> he, he did assault someone. He sure did. Um, he was provoked, though. I, I'm not going to say he was wrong for assaulting the person. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't actually remember what the context was, but he was he was right to do it. I'm going to say that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it would be treated as like a like... <laughs> maybe I'll get off an assault charge by pretending to be Santa or something yeah. like that. Um, but I think there would also still be some small percentage of people who believe. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there'd be people who were totally behind it, 100%. But I think the, the 
general population would treat it like one of those frivolous lawsuits. I like that scene where um, the judge's grandparents, either the judge or the prosecutor, I'm not, I'm not sure which one. I, I don't actually remember if it's the judge or the prosecutor, but whoever it is, like his, his grandkids, he's like, <laughs> aren't you going to say goodnight to me? And they're like, fuck you. Like, they don't say that because it's like a children's movie. <laughs> and then he's like, and he's like, why don't they like me? And his wife's like, well, you're the one putting Santa Claus on trial right before Christmas. Yeah. I, I like that scene. It's it's a fun movie. I like that one a lot. It's it's not relevant to anything. I just think no. it's a really fun it's scene. It's really good. So like this is like a just a really brief one, but I just want to uh-huh. um, give us like something in Santa Claus's like ever expanding um superpower set. Um, okay. So as depicted in SpongeBob SquarePants, Santa Claus can breathe underwater. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Santa himself. Yeah. Um in in the Santa Claus in the in the SpongeBob Christmas episode, um Santa Claus like shows up at the very end because like he's he doesn't actually come to Bikini Bottom, but he's like, Thanks Squidward for giving away all your stuff so people believe in Santa Claus. Um, but he's he's like live action, but he's like he's in the ocean, just flying uh-huh. in his sleigh and he's in the ocean, doesn't have like a suit on or anything, he's just there. He can breathe underwater. I mean, you know what? I think that goes along with, like, can't die unless you're killed. I mean, I guess that implies that, like, one of the methods you can't use to kill him is drowning him. So if you try to use that old, like, putting their head in the bucket of water and holding it down, that's not going to do it for you. But, um... (laughs) I guess, you know, I'm willing to accept he can breathe underwater. I I think once we've already accepted he is omniscient, he can maybe rewrite memories, he's maybe immortal, and he can maybe influence people's emotions it, it that's it's not too much of a stretch okay so wait hold on hold on so what you're saying about santa claus needs to be killed so so he can breathe underwater but if you have mm-hmm. intent to drown him then he can die i don't know how much intent comes into play that's actually a very good question because <laughs> like you're saying santa claus can be killed but he can't but if he voluntarily goes under the water, he can't drown. I guess. So Santa Claus needs know. to be murdered. I feel like stories that like have characters that are like can be killed but can't die never really address things like that. Like if like intent matters when you kill them, like because I mean hell, you could even argue the same thing like Lord of the Rings elves. What if one trips and, like, falls on a sword? <laughs> I assume they would die. Like, I, I don't think they'd survive that. No. But, like, there's no, like, intent to kill. Um, so... So let's say there's, like, um... Like, Santa Claus, like, his sleigh is, like, on the ground and a car, like, spins out and crashes into him, right? Uh-huh. Would he die? Is because that that's not murder. That's not intent. That's that's like involuntary manslaughter. Does Santa Claus die? He doesn't drive cars, so it doesn't matter. He's not the one driving the car. But if he's hit by a car, why is he walking along the road? I don't know. Maybe he's. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, not gonna think, make, and, I'm not going to make a whole narrative around this. I'm just saying, theoretically, if Santa Claus was hit by a car, would he die? If the car wasn't trying to hit him. I mean, I think he would... St- well, no, because I think that's the same situation as him falling off the roof. Like, it's okay. not like Tim was like, I'm trying to kill you. He just, like... Because he just shouts up at him, and he falls yeah. and dies. So that's... Yes, he would die, and you would have to replace him. That's the same as falling off the roof. Okay. So I think... I know I know what we're going to do, like, last, last. But I think mm-hmm. the last big, like, interpretation we have for... um for different brands of Santa is um, what I'm going to call like the lifetime or Hallmark Santa. Uh-huh. So like Miracle on 34th Street has shades of this, but like it's, it, it definitely goes more all in on like he is like Santa as we know him, like delivers presents and stuff than like these versions do. I'm talking about, like, the versions of Santa where, like, they're in, like, again, they're in, like, Lifetime or Hallmark movies for the most part. I can't cite examples. I know you're going to ask. I, I can't because <laughs> literally every single Hallmark and Lifetime movie bleeds together for me. I, I can't yeah, they're think all of a the specific same. It's, one. It's okay. I mean, like, you, you turn them on and there's, like, a 90% chance you see Candace Cameron Bray. Like, <laughs> it's... <laughs> they're all the same film. But, um... So, this specific Santa, he's more just, like, a magical old man. But, like, mm-hmm. magical in the sense that, like, there's something kind of off about him. But, like, he always gives, like, perfect advice and, and stuff like that. Like, he's more akin to, like, an angel or god than, like, Santa himself. <laughs> but he is clearly meant to be Santa. Like, he's usually, like, an old man. He's got, like the like, the white beard and, like, all of that. But, like, if he's wearing, like... Santa like attire varies. He's not even always wearing red. But um <clears throat> he's always just like a strange old man that they like run into every so often who like gives them the advice they need or things like that. And then there's like always a part at the end where it's like, wait, could that have been? And he like winks no. or like they can't find him or like something like that that implies that he was magic. A little sparkle comes out of his hand or something. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and, like, it's never, like... And what I think is interesting about that is, like, that Santa seems to be just more of, like, a, like, magical... Like I said, like, almost like an angel-type character. Like, yeah. more of just, like, a magical mentor. Like, there's no implication that he does the present delivering. There's no implication that he goes to every house every night or has, like, a workshop at the North Pole or anything. There's just an implication that he's a wise christmas-related magical old man yeah i know i know exactly what you mean i've definitely seen some versions like that definitely (laughs) it's a really it's it's really weird fun and i i mean those are always kind of dumb but they're cute like actually no i think i think christmas with the cranks like kind of does that Because Santa's in Christmas with the Cranks, and he's, like, that, like, that wiry old man who, like, brings the, like, ham or whatever, I think. He, like, he, like, tries to give... Is that Tim Allen, too? I think so. I think Christmas with the Cranks is Tim Allen. Tim Allen, Christmas with... Yes, Christmas with the Cranks is all Tim Allen. So, um, back to Crouchy. (laughs) 
crotchety Tim Allen in a Christmas movie. Um, like, yeah, because he, like, tries to give Tim Allen a, like, umbrella. So, like, yeah, there's, like, a Santa character in Christmas at the Cranks. I think it does imply that he, like, does the present giving out stuff at the very end. But, like, for most of the movie, he fills that, like, trope of just, like, the weird magical mentor. Which, again, like, Miracle on 34th Street. Like, I think Christmas of the Cranks and Miracle on 34th Street are, like, their own, like, sort of step between the two. Where, like, it is implied he does all the Santa stuff, but throughout the film's narrative, he plays the role of, like, the weird magical mentor old man. But, yeah, I think that's, like, an interesting subtrope of Santa. Is the, like... Oh, yeah, that's a... It's a weird yeah. one, and I like it. The version it almost even harkens back a little bit to saint nicholas's roots where he's just more of like a like do-gooder like a, like a mysterious do-gooder old man instead yeah. of like but he's got a, a like magic inside man. yeah and if you chop up a baby into a pickle barrel you might see that baby alive again sometime soon <laughs> yeah i mean the the ham in christmas with the cranks gets run over by a truck and he brings a, a fresh nice one so Believe what you will. Well, if you want to get, I mean, if you want to be true to the spirit of Saint Nicholas, that should be a live pig. I know it should. It's not so. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I think it's a weird, interesting variation on Santa, and and I do think it does have a little more Saint Nicholasy vibe to it. So this episode's getting pretty long. You want to top us off? I think yeah, I think it's time to take us to our very last um. Diff- very di- very different version of Santa Claus um. So, uh, this is actually one of the earliest, like, versions of Santa Claus that was, like, popularized. Um, uh-huh. And that is, uh, L. Frank Baum's book, The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. This was adapted into a Rankin-Bass, right? It was adapted into a Rankin-Bass, and there was also, um, an animated movie in 2000. There was an anime adaptation for 24 episodes. What? Damn, it's, that's yeah. that's kind of fun. Do you um, want to watch the Santa Claus anime? I kind of want to watch the Santa Claus anime. To be completely honest, I didn't I didn't know it got a twenty four episode anime. There's some there's some anime I really like that I wish got twenty four episode animes. <laughs> but um, but okay, that's that's interesting. Um, I think I've seen the Rankin Bass very briefly. In the he's like raised by fairies or something, isn't he? Yes, like I remember. Is. I remember some, like, weird old man with antlers or something like that. Yes. This one's actually very different. Um, and it, it's kind of, it kind of takes the same, like, Santa Claus is coming to town approach where it, like, tries to offer an explanation for all of the different aspects of Santa Claus. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, we start with Santa Claus. He's a baby. Uh-huh. And he's been found uh, by... Um, the his name is Ak, and he's the supreme immortal, I guess. The master woodsman of the world. Okay. I assume that was the old man with antlers. Yes, I believe in Reagan Bass he was the old man with antlers, yeah. Um And so this old man is like, This is a baby. Yes, it so is. So he's like, Here, you should raise this baby and gives him to a lioness named Shigra. Okay. So it's like, this is a baby. I know exactly what to do with this. Gives it to a lion. I don't know why the man couldn't... I don't, like, I don't know why the human man couldn't raise the human baby, but continue no, the on, I suppose. 
but that he was also raised by the wood nymph, Nassile. Nassil? I don't know. That's disturbingly close to my name. Yeah. <laughs> and then he is there. He's, he's, he's then, um, once he's like grown up, he's, he is shown human society. And, oh, I um, remember that part. He like, they like take him to see things. And like he, I remember he sees two people like killing each other with swords. It was very dark for a Rankin Bass. But I remember him like seeing two people killing each other with swords. And he was like, why do humans fight and kill each other? Yeah, he sees like war and brutality and poverty and child neglect and child abuse. Yeah, the Rankin Bass did uh-huh. not water that down one bit. I remember seeing all of that. And then he gets a cat named Blinky. Oh, that's a that's a shift. <laughs> um, so he's like, he's really nice to children. Um, and he starts making toys. And get this, according to the book, at least. Uh-huh. He invented toys. You know what? Someone's gotta. <laughs> so. What it says here is that, um. He made a wood carving of his cat and gave it to a kid and said, this is called a toy. <laughs> That's so weird, but okay. I'll accept it, I guess. Like, there's wood nymphs and, and fairies and stuff. Like, why why not? <laughs> um, and he, uh... So the other immortals start helping him make toys. Uh-huh. Um, and he actually makes, um... A replica of Nasil, like out of clay, but uh, apparently um, he can't say he, that Nasil's name to the children, so he calls it a dolly. <laughs> so, That's bizarre. <sighs> I think we're almost maybe over-explaining things that don't don't need background <laughs> lore in this novel. He also consults with the um the queen of the fairies, about whether or not he should give toys to wealthy children. Nah. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) She says yes, I assume, yeah? Uh, yeah, I think so. (laughs) Um, so then there's these, like, evil beings who can turn invisible and they start stealing the toys? That's so weird. Because they want children to misbehave and the toys are keeping them out of trouble okay i guess i'll take it i suppose so this is why uh claus starts doing it at night and going through the chimney so the weird mischief creatures can't catch on to that i don't know i don't know (laughs) i'm reading this from wikipedia i haven't actually read the book i'm a fraud i'm sorry and I don't know why that stops them. If anything, handing it directly to the kids would have a better chance than leaving them in the dead of night. Can be honest, I wanted to at least watch the Rankin Bass, but we ran out of time. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so the invisible demons or whatever. Um, so Act declares war on them. And as, helped... as well, he probably should. Yeah. So he's aided by Asiatic dragons... Three-eyed giants of Tatari, goozle goblins, and black demons from Patalonia. 
Yeah, that that tracks for for Mr. Bomb. That feels right. (laughs) Claus is not present for any of this battle. Why? Because he's not a fighter. That's fair. He's just like he's a lover. He's 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 just a human. He probably couldn't have done much anyway. He's a soft boy. Okay, he's a soft boy. Continue on, Uwu. And then Ak Ak goes to Santa Claus and he's like, "Yo, we fucking killed him." (laughs) (laughs) Again, as well they should have. Not a moment too soon. So then uh, Claus gets two deer named Glossy and Flossy to help him pull his sleigh. Uh-huh. And then he also, um, he reaches the dominions of the Gnome King, who wants toys okay. for children. And then, uh, he trades a string of sleigh bells for each toy. <laughs> Alright. And then, um, so the deer apparently can only do this one day a year, so they choose Christmas Eve. I guess there needed to be some explanation, so okay. And this is when he earns the title of Santa because he's giving gifts to everyone and he's he's considered a saint because everyone's like, he's so nice to everyone. So that's how he earns the title of Santa. And is that like where it wraps up? No. No? That's not where it wraps up. I thought we'd hit all the bases, but continue. No, not quite. So, um, so stockings hanging by the fire to dry, he thinks are a good place to put gifts, right? Sure. So he does that, but then he finds a family that doesn't have stockings hanging by the chimney. They don't even have a chimney. They live in a tent. So he puts the, um, he puts the gifts on a tree outside their, their, their tent. Sweet. That, that's where Christmas trees come from. That makes sense. Yeah. And then (laughs) now here's, here's where we reach the final like section of the book. Okay. Okay. We're... Continuing quite through this. Santa Claus is nearing the end of his life. Oh, he's just gonna die, okay. Yeah, so, um, the Council of Immortals comes together, um, all all of these magical friends that Santa Claus has made over the course of his life, and the Council comes together to decide the fate of Santa Claus. They couldn't decide that shit, like, years ago? No. (laughs) He was raised by immortals. So now, Santa Claus is on his deathbed. The spirit of death is coming for him. And he's finally granted his immortality. Why did they... Were, like, the sprite and the lioness just, like, cool with him dying? They were just like, Oh, our beloved son, who's done nothing but good his entire life because he's a beautiful young lad. We're just going to wait until the last possible moment to think about maybe making him immortal. Okay, I guess. I'd be pissed if I was Santa. I'd be like, you guys couldn't make this decision when I was, like, 30 and sexy? You guys (laughs) waited till I was, like, an old-ass man, and and then you finally... Like, all this shit I do for you, and you're finally making me immortal, like, now? So, uh, at the end of the book, the, the immortal Santa Claus takes on four special deputies, and, um... They must work in his place when Santa is captured by five demons. Uh-huh. That's that's all the information I have. That's where the book ends. No, the book ends with um 
Later, children's parents and various toy-making companies take part in gift-giving, and Santa Claus withdraws to his valley. So that implies that Santa gets phased out. So then what does he do yeah. with the rest of his immortal lifespan? He's just chilling in his valley. <laughs> I think that this version of the story raises a lot more questions than it answers. Which is weird, because it answers a lot of questions I didn't need answered, like where dolls come from. <laughs> but, um... I'm gonna go ahead and... I'm gonna go ahead and say it raises questions that I didn't... that I, that I didn't think I had, but now I do. What are your questions? Like, the five demons? His deputies? Like, what the fuck's going on there? And, like... Is he just like, like he, he retires to his, like, I guess that's a good way of explaining the whole secret of Santa problem, but like, what? Like he was made immortal so he could keep doing his Santa thing, but now he's been made immortal just so he can hang out in his retirement village. He has like, influenced the world of the living of the mortals so that they can give gifts to each other. They don't need him anymore. But that just, I, I guess, but like. He created a holiday, and now people are celebrating it. I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's just, it seems way too, like, like, there's just too many questions that this brings up. Uh, this is a weird one. I'm glad this is the one we ended on, because too, it's a very... It's, it's bizarre. I like a it a lot, and I want to read it version of yeah we should we should read it i mean i remember if it's written anything well actually it sounded very very heady and confusing so maybe it's not written like the wizard of oz because when i was reading the wizard of oz it actually it's, it's very easy to read it's very smooth and child friendly writing i mean this but, was this was written with children in mind so i assume it's not okay and if it uses the same reading style it should actually be pretty easy to get through so we should read it um, yeah. It seems, it seems weird. <laughs> it seems super weird. And the perfect thing to end this episode on. Sure is. That's 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 gonna do it for us. I think so too. Uh, th thank you for thank you for listening. Um, yeah, and thank you for being understanding of the um, one week delay because again, I got sick. The holiday season's busy. I'm actually with the time we're recording this. I'm a little surprised that we got this out on time. Unless we didn't get it out on time and we delayed it one more day. Mm -hmm. In which case, thanks for being understanding of that one, too. <laughs> but, um, but, um, yeah, so, you know, you know the thing. You like the episode, tell people about us, follow our Twitters. Um, oh, because we plugged it earlier and it's, and it's just good to plug in general. Especially since I, I'm, I'm now um, helping out with the organization of it. Um, check out the, um, like we said, Level Up Dubs, um, Twitch, um, Twitch Level Up for Charity, um, we'll post a link. Twitch.tv slash Level Up FC. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll post a link so you can check it out. Um, every Wednesday night at 9pm Eastern Standard Time, we do a live fan dub. Um, right now we are doing Persona 5. We're actually in the end game of Persona 5. Um, Persona 5 The Royal. So we're, we're um, finishing up the end game of Persona 5 Vanilla, and then we're going to start the third trimester stuff. Um, I play On Takamaki and Steo Kawakami, as well as a bunch of other stuff, and Sarah plays... 
Makoto Nijima and Tai Takemi, the hot doctor. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we're we're a big part of it. We're, we we enjoy it a lot. Um, yeah, and then after that, we're actually going to do the Ace Attorney trilogy, so you can look that's forward a, to the that. next step. Mm-hmm. So, so just yeah. thank, thank thanks for listening. You can check it check out more on this channel, or if you're listening to this on Podbean, check out more of the Dude Media Network. It's a lot of great stuff there. Not not a lot. There's like two shows, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all but great. Yeah. Um, check out our links. Check out social media. And have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Or if you don't celebrate Christmas, just have have a good day. Happy holidays. That's what you could have said, Sarah. I know what I'm saying. This is a Christmas episode, though. <laughs> well, happy holidays <laughs> from Nissa specifically. Yes. Happy holidays from Nissa and have a good day from